1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. This is 1059 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On The Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. Our expert from Remax Prime Properties is Asif Khan. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. Now, On The Market is on the road today. Our first stop, Cochrane, Ontario. And joining us is Mayor Peter Politis. Mayor Politis, welcome to On The Market. Good morning, everyone. Nice to meet you. Mayor Politis, we've heard a lot about uh, lots for sale in Cochrane, Ontario, but before we get to that, tell us a little bit about where Cochrane, Ontario is in consideration to York Region and a little bit about the housing types that are available there. Sure. So uh, Southern Ontario in Canada is the southernmost point of Canada, and most people don't realize that the Canada-U.S. border is the 49th parallel. Well, Cochrane is actually the 49th parallel. It is seven hours north of Toronto, but it is the most tip in Western Canada. So we're not the North Pole by any means. We're definitely uh, farther north than what Toronto would be, but our temperature, our weather is uh, typical of what you'd get in Western Canada, and uh, the way of life uh, is typical of what you'd get from coast to coast in Northern Ontario and Northern Canada. And what can you tell us in terms of population and industry? What's it like in Cochrane? So Cochrane is uh, part of the rural Canadian way of life that we spoke about. And one of the interesting facts that I was, I've come across is that the majority of the population exists about 100 kilometers from the U.S. border. Well, there's still 5,000 kilometers to the north and 5,000 kilometers to the east and west where the rest of us live. And what we would say in tongue-in-cheek would be the true Canadian way of life. It's a rural Canadian way of life. The industry here is natural resource-based for the most part. So we have two forestry mills, a plywood plant and a sawmill. We also have the largest gold mine in North America, which is just northeast of where we are. We also have, due to the electric vehicle market, a lot of different mines that are going up as well, too, even the largest base metal mine in the country, which will be established between here and Timmins in 2027. So the economy is natural resource-based. The local economy has a large secondary industry that's associated with that as well, too. Uh, jobs are available. They're abundant in this, type, in this part of the uh, this part of the country and, and due to the electric vehicle market, as we said earlier, which is driving that sector. Mr. Mayor, Cochrane certainly made the news recently selling lots for $10. Tell us a little bit about what that's about. What we're doing is no, no, nothing different than what most progressive organizations or municipalities would be doing. There'd be a lot of migration taking place to this part of the country, part of it due to the economy that we talked about, part of it due to natural attrition that's taking place with baby boomers that are leaving the workforce, and the other part due to the branding and marketing that we're doing in the region. And specifically, the we're living in precarious times when it comes to realizing the quintessential Canadian dream of owning a home and raising a family in that home. So for our youth, the Generation Z folks, uh, they're pretty much resolved to the fact that they'll never own a home. Well, if you're frustrated with the housing market today and you feel like you won't own a home, not only can you own an affordable home here, but we'll provide you a leg up on the upfront financial cost to put you and your family in a great position to succeed while raising your family in, one of the most, in an amazing way of life in one of the best backyards on the planet. And in many cases, there'll even be an opportunity at a well-paying job in a growing natural resource sector. What we're trying to do is just take the simple page out of retail's book, which is Create a Loss Leader, 
is we have lots of properties in the area that aren't doing anything towards the tax base as, it, as, as, as they sit right now. We'll provide those properties. We'll provide a tax break along with those properties over the first five years of owning that property in order to gain the revenues that are coming behind that and to create a little bit more population density to help pay for a lot of the infrastructure and, and the needs that we have within the municipality. So what about those listeners right now, Mr. Mayor, that are saying, you know what, if it's too, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Uh, you know, that's, I mean, human nature is that for sure. But uh, as you can tell, we're passionate about our way of life. And we, we're relatively certain that most people, when they come this way, they stay. Uh, and they enjoy what we have to offer here. So if you're uh, a millennial or generation Z, I was speaking to earlier, who don't believe they'll own a home, you'll have that opportunity here. Um, we're providing you properties that are there uh, that aren't providing anything to us at this moment. So it's nothing that's uh, out of the ordinary. Our loss leaders have been happening in retail forever. So we'll provide you that opportunity uh, and an opportunity to become part of a great community and do that. So it is true. Uh, it is something that only, it's not only true, but it makes perfect sense when you think about it from a fiscal standpoint. And for $10 a lot, you've certainly piqued the interest of some of our listeners. Are there developers there or builders there that they could partner with to start their dream of homeownership? So we're, we're actually putting the criteria together now. We haven't launched at this point. Uh, what we're doing is building the program. You can imagine modeling the community, modeling the standards, modeling where certain housing will be developed and, and what type of housing will be developed. And as you can imagine, you, me, and everybody would buy the whole municipality up at $10 property. So we have some pretty uh, well-thought-out criteria, a lot of examples of different municipalities historically who have gone down similar paths that we're trying to learn from. But the reality is that uh, we have both serviced and unserviced lots. And we had increased what we call the settlement area in the municipality, which is the area where you can build uh, residential homes. We have a very large municipal footprint, where, as most municipalities in this part of the, the country have, but Cochrane proper, which is the town itself, has a settlement area. We enlarged that settlement area a number of years ago, putting ourselves in this exact position. So uh, what we're doing now is offering both service lots that are in the municipality and unserviced lots that are in the settlement area that don't have service going to them. Developers will be required to bid on, uh, if you want, 100 lots, for example, and for the cost of building a home nowadays, you're talking 50, 60, 70 million dollars of investment. Uh, the property that we're providing you that is significant savings, we'll be looking for them in their bid to tell us where you can invest in the community to not only continue to grow and build our community, but to help sell your homes. When it comes to individuals, uh, they'll be able to pick up properties for themselves as well, too. There aren't as many of those service lots for individuals, but that is available until they go. Once they go, then they'll have all kinds of opportunities to partner with developers and to uh, get involved in development programs as well. The other part of this, too, that hasn't been launched yet, which will be launched in a couple of months, timing similar to ours, is some of the, the, um, the employers in the region that we spoke about, they'll also be providing uh, very significant incentives to drive people to the community, which only makes fiscal sense for them as well, too, because they're flying people in from all over the world to try to fill these positions as we speak. What has the reaction been from residents, from your own constituents? Well, that's a terrific question. You know, a lot of people overlook that, but that is the social dynamic, dynamic that we're dealing with. It's mixed, you know, so you have folks who are excited about the potential and who are eager to see growth and, and that type of opportunity take place here. You have others who are a little anxious, you know, not sure what this means. Uh, we're very passionate by our way of life, as I spoke about earlier, so folks are very protective of that and don't really want to become a very large center, if you will, which we won't at the end of the day. So we're managing that anxiety. We're walking our way through. But as people 
work through this, and as we discuss, and they see how well thought out it is and how well planned it is, uh, we get a lot more excitement than we do apprehension at this point. But the apprehension is normal, you know. And, and again, it's a rural part of the country, and it's a way of life that most people uh, are very protective of. So I understand completely the reaction. And certainly exciting news uh, for for the people that live there, as well as maybe some people in other industries that are looking to move to more affordable surroundings from the city or surrounding areas in the GTA. Have you had any interest from businesses and and industries that would want to move up to Cochrane? Yeah, the, the, the response is exactly what we're hoping for. It's very positive, very constructive. As I said, we haven't even launched, and uh, the phones have been ringing off the hook, and folks have a lot of ideas, and we're, we're entertaining a lot of the thoughts that are going through that. So uh, the reaction is, is quite favorable and something that we're very encouraged about and really looking forward to going through it uh, over the next few months, next year, to kick it off. It'll be a phased-in approach, you know, so it'll be done responsibly because, at the end of the day, you know, when this is all done, we have to live with the results. So we need to make sure that we're doing this in a responsible manner. We're doing it in a, in a, uh, uh, in a manner that is in the best interest of the, uh, the residents, not just for our term as council now, but for terms, you know, beyond this as well. The other thing that's important to note here, too, is this isn't a, a desperate small community looking for growth. We're a very, we have a lot of vitality in our community. We're a very progressive community. Our moniker is uh, wonderfully unexpected for a reason. We do a lot of really progressive things here. At one point, we had the only free bike share program, if you can imagine, in Copper, Ontario, in all, in all of Ontario. So you're coming to a community that offers a rural way of life, which is a really peaceful, terrific way of life, family-oriented way of life where people really know each other, but has a lot of the modern amenities. Own our own uh, phone utility, for example. We provide the hydro and own the hydro utility for three municipalities in the region. We have all the high-tech fiber optics that exist everywhere else. So I think most people, when they come here, we, we, we landed on the moniker wonderfully unexpected for a lot of good reasons. People are usually surprised when they end up here and see what we have. Have you connected with others who have tried this type of marketing initiative? And, and what did they say in terms of the pros and cons? Well, that's another really good question. And yes, we have, and uh, we are continuing to do that. One of the one of the messages that has stood out to me, at least, is um, to try not to get too far ahead of yourself and build these subdivisions, hoping you know, build it and they will come. So we've adopted our program not to be a build it and they will come. We won't have people invest, for example, in fifty, sixty, seventy million dollars into a subdivision and cross our fingers that those will get filled. What we're going to do is go on what we call a subscription basis. And so that means we're going to take uh, applications, and as the applications come in, we're going to put out the properties, and the properties are going to be built according to a model that we put together for the municipality that identifies. If you want a lot in you know, the sector X, for example, and that's two years down the road, then you'll need to wait two years down the road for that sector built. You have to ensure that uh, what you're doing is you're building this in a way that is going to be progressive and it's going to lead to the proper outcomes and proper standards that, that, uh, that we're all seeking. So there's a lot to learn from the other municipalities and there's a lot of excitement to have, but I think we have a pretty good plan underway and it's pretty comprehensive. We're certainly excited to get an update from you in the, in the coming months and uh, if our listeners want more information, where can they find it? So uh, we have a contact. It's Michelle M I C H E L L E dot Willet W or sorry O U E L L E T at CochraneOntario dot com. So that's Michelle dot Willet O U E L L E T at Ontario at CochraneOntario dot com. Uh, she will have a response for folks. We're taking everybody with uh, everybody's contacts as they 
uh, as they reach out. We're putting them on a registry and we'll get the information as we can. But the best thing to do is just keep your eye on CochraneOntario.com, which is our website, as we continue to add to it. Awesome, Mr. Politis. Thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to speaking with you again. Absolutely, my pleasure. Looking forward to the next chat. Thanks. After the break, we hit the market in Alberta. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's radio real estate show. Over to my co-host and our real estate expert, Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties. And Asif, we're off to Alberta. We are, and we're going to be talking with Alex Wilson of Remax Wealth Builders. Uh, Alex has helped a number of people enjoy wealth through real estate investments, and now he's recommending Calgary, Alberta, and has been for the last little while. Alex, welcome back to On the Market. Thanks, Asif. Uh, yes, that's uh, that's correct. Since 2019, uh, we've done uh, we've helped over a thousand people uh, do a thousand transactions in the Calgary market. Um, and why we like the Calgary market, and, and since 2019, uh, is that it's affordable. And when you hear the word affordable, it's not a word you associate with markets like. Toronto or Vancouver or really anything in Southern Ontario, um, Calgary offers affordability. So when I first started looking at the market again, back in 2019, uh, that is what really stuck out to me. And then I started doing my research and looking at the economy because um, a lot of what you heard back in the day was, well, uh, Calgary's boom and bust and it's all oil and gas. So we looked at the economy of, of Calgary and it's the fourth largest economy in Canada uh, the economy of Calgary is large in entire provinces, bigger than the province of uh, Saskatchewan, bigger than the province of Manitoba. Uh, and then also from a population basis, it's also the fourth largest population base in Canada. Um, so uh, that was interesting to me. And then I looked at population growth, and that's where things really started to take off. When we look at population growth and what's going to be happening in Alberta, uh, Alberta is going to be growing at... Uh, over the next two decades, going to grow by 48%. That's twice the rate of Ontario, which is going to grow by 24%. And Alberta will have uh, more people than British Columbia in the next two decades, uh, a net swing of over a million people. And what's driving that? It's affordability. That's the province that offers the best prospects for affordability and and um, economic growth as well, because Alberta is also leading Canada in economic growth. Then when you dig down even further, and then why specifically Calgary? Well, Calgary is the largest city in Alberta and has the largest economy in Alberta. And it's going to have outsized growth over the next two decades. So it's going to grow uh, by 63% over the next two decades. It's going to add a million people. It's going to go from 1.6 million to 2.6 million uh, people by 2043. Uh, so when I look at those stats, I'm like, well, if I'm in the business of roof, investing in roofs overheads, which is what I do, um, and I own significant real estate in Toronto and started expanding um, also into the Calgary market, I want to be in the market that is 
growing the fastest with population and is growing that has the fastest growing economy and calgary has both of those um so that's when i started investing in calgary um now the reasons why i started investing in calgary was that i couldn't generate positive cash flow in the gta anymore and asif i'll ask you as of a 20% down, do you know any properties that can generate positive cash flow in the greater Toronto area? Not in the greater Toronto area. I was going to add, we had someone from Alberta on our show not too uh, long ago, who, and we were talking about prices, and he was saying that a starter condo in Alberta is in the low 200s, and I was telling him that a parking spot in Toronto hmm. is in the low 100s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and let's, oh, and I, I totally forgot. My favorite thing about uh, Alberta, the taxes. Like, and, and Asif, I know, I know how you feel about taxes. Um, <laughs> the, the taxes out there, they're non-existent. And what I mean by that, the taxes on transactions. So I don't have land transfer tax in Alberta. I don't have development charges in Alberta. So when I close on these properties, my closing costs are just my legal fees. That's it. Yet, which is equivalent to a legal fees in, in Ontario. It's about fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars. So when I'm and they and they also don't have HST out there either. There's no provincial sales tax. So when I close on when I focus on, on new development properties out there, when I close in these properties, my statement of adjustment is just fifteen hundred dollars. That's it. When I close on one of my pre construction properties in the greater Toronto area, my statement of adjustments, I have to come up with another sixty dollars to $70,000 on closing to cover off that land transfer tax, and specifically in Toronto where I have uh, both the municipal land transfer tax and the provincial land transfer tax, which works out to about 4% of the purchase price. Then I have my extra development charges, which are pass-through costs that the municipality, charge, municipality charges the builder. Then I have my $24,000 HSG rebate that I have to pay. Um, so I'm, I'm around sixty dollars to $70,000 of extra money on closing that I have to pay for the property. That is non-existent out there. It is absolutely incredible. And then, in fact, when I look on the rental side, I can rent these properties out and generate positive cash flow in today's interest rate environment, which is absolutely incredible. And right now, it is one of the only markets in Canada that is still going up in value. So where we see price decreases in certain markets across Canada, they're still going up year over year by 10 to 15%. So then I ask everyone, what do you think is going to happen when interest rates start going down in that market? You're going to see another jump in pricing in that area. So it offers incredible opportunity, um, especially for people that have uh, a set budget, what they can invest, right? Like, I don't, the GTA is still the GTA, but if you're investing in the GTA, there's only a certain percentage of the population that can actually afford the GTA prices to invest in. And for example, um, in Markham Union Village, uh, I just closed on a townhouse that I, that I purchased for $780,000, and today that townhouse is worth $1.2 million. Um, who can afford a, a $1.2 million entry point as an investment? Not many people, let alone the initial investment of $780,000 that I made an investment in that townhome in early 2020. It's a wealthy person's game, the GTA, but for the mom and pop investor that's just looking to build a real estate portfolio on cash flow fundamentals, 
that is what Alberta has to offer. So you can get positive cash flow with upside on appreciation. And that's why I really like the market out there. And I'll add on top of that, because other people propose other markets to me, why I specifically like Calgary over all other markets in Canada is that there's only four true international airports in Canada. Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, and Calgary. And why an international airport matters is that if I want a multinational company to open an office in my city, I need an international airport because I need to get direct flights to and from that city. So that's where I know, and when you look at head offices, Calgary has the second most head office in Canada after Toronto. So when you look at the, the infrastructure that a city has, that's where I really see great growth appreciation in the city as well. Okay, so let's talk about affordability. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Mm-hmm. What is the average sure. price of a home in Calgary these days? So I don't look at the average price of a home. I look at different segments of the market, right? So when, when, when I talk about different segments of the market, I have condos, I have row towns, and then I have my semis and my detached homes. And why I break that up is there's, uh, if I'm selling, let's say, a... Uh, detached home in Calgary, I can get detached homes, brand new detached homes uh, available in the high $500,000 range, uh, 500 to, I would say, the low 700s. That's what you're looking at for a detached home. Uh, for a row, uh, for a row townhouse, I'm looking in the range of uh, high 400s to low 500s. And when I get into the condos, and the condos, a certain condo, brand new, I'm looking in the uh, two-bedroom in the high $300,000 range. And these are properties that are closing in uh, 2026, 2027. So uh, that's the affordability that we're looking for. Um, you can find some older product, resale products for even lower than that in the market. Um, but I like new things because new things, I don't have to deal with any hassles because I'm in another province that's a four and a half hour flight away. So I specifically look at new product that's going to be completed in the future. So I don't have to worry about a mortgage today and I don't have to worry about finding tenants today and I don't have to worry about maintenance issues on the property uh, today. So that's the pricing we're looking at for brand new product. that will be finished anywhere between uh, one to four years from now. And Alex, when you're looking at investments, you know, the, one of the most important things is how is the landlord-tenant board acting and what type oh, of recourse you. do you I have? So, <laughs> oh, so yeah, enlighten us about yeah, enlighten us about the board there in in Alberta. So, what what I'll, I'll start with talking about the board in Ontario first. Um, so, for example, if I was in Ontario, eh, a few things. So, I'm in, when I'm in Ontario, I cannot raise my rent. Uh, and, and uh, only by the pro- provincially prescribed amount, which this year was 2.5% in any property built before November 15th, 2018. So I can only increase things by 2.5%. And we all know inflation uh, over this past period was higher than 2.5%. Number two is that once I put a tenant in the property here in Ontario, I can't get that tenant out. Uh, unless, unless I were to move in into the property myself, um, or had a family, uh, an immediate family member that was moving in the property, and even then the tenant can cause uh, some issues, and 
uh, take you to the board. Um, and speaking of taking you to the board, um, if they were to take you to the board, it will take you eight to 10 months to get a hearing at the board. Uh, and that's also if they stop paying your rent. Uh, so you won't be able to get that person out for eight to 10 months. Now let's fast forward to Alberta. Uh, number one, there is no rent control. So you can increase your rent on a yearly basis um, by the by whatever you want. So, so it's, mar- it's a market-based rent always in Alberta. Uh, number two, uh, you have fixed-term leases in Alberta, meaning that if you sign a lease for a year, at the end of the year, you can tell that tenant to leave. You're saying, I'm not renewing your lease, goodbye. Uh, and then number three, let's say that tenant did stop paying you rent. Well, it only takes about two to three weeks to get that tenant out from failure of paying rent. So it's a much more... Uh, landlord-friendly environment, which also matters when you're, when you're an out-of-province investor being that four-and-a-half-hour fight away. Uh, you have a landlord and tenant board that works in your favor, so it's a lot easier to get things done out there and protect your investment versus when you're investing in Ontario and you're dealing with a landlord, landlord and tenant board that isn't going to uh, address any of your issues for eight to ten months because that's how long it's going to take you to get a hearing. I know you've piqued a lot of our listeners' interest with all of this information, Alex. We could we could go on for an hour with you, but if our listeners have more questions for you about this, where can they reach you? Yeah, so I would say go to my website, whybycalgary.com. That's whybycalgary.com. Um, our contact details are there. Or uh, you can sign up for our webinars, and we have webinars usually uh, every week, uh, and that's where... 100% I can talk for an hour about that because our webinars last about an hour and we can get into all the details on, on why we're investing in Calgary and why we uh, we'll con- we continue to see it as a great market uh, moving forward into the future. Alex, thanks so much for joining on the market and we look forward to talking to you later on in the year. Okay, great. Thanks so much, guys. Really appreciate it. When we come back, your real estate questions. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market. Your questions for Asif Khan are next. David from Richmond Hills sent in this email. I bought my home and secured a low mortgage rate during COVID. Now it's coming up for renewal at obviously higher interest rates. How do I prepare? I fear losing my home. Asif, what advice do you have? Well, there's certainly a lot of options that can be considered when you deal with your mortgage professional. And something that I have heard people have been doing is signing up for a shorter term because the rates are much higher than what you probably signed for uh, when you first purchased the home. So if you were going to go with a shorter term, let rates come back down to normal and, you know, normal being it's never going to be as low as what we saw during those COVID years. But now we're starting to see a normal, which will probably fall between four and 5% uh, for interest rates. And that is probably where things will settle in and will be for the long run. That's where they had been for a long time before that as well. So if you're looking to do something and bridge that gap, maybe go with a shorter term. I hear that a lot of people are choosing variable now with the rate decreases on the horizon. So they know that whatever they're 
signing up for with variable right now will come down. But that's a, a great conversation to have with a mortgage professional because every, every person's situation is different and they'll be able to point you in the right direction. And I have a feeling we're going to hear stories like the one David just shared a lot this year, don't you? Certainly. Uh, it's it's a, a huge burden on a lot of people for what they signed up for and what they ended up paying over the last year, year and a half. So, uh, you know, people are tapped out and they're looking for options on how to get through this period. And banks have been really good. The banks are working with people and they know that you know, the higher rates aren't going to last forever, just like the lower rates weren't supposed to last forever. And we're going to settle into that normalcy around the 4 and 5% mark. Rita from Markham writes, with many low-rate mortgages coming up for renewal this year, do you think that this will be my opportunity to finally buy a home with more homes on the market? Asif, what do you think? Yeah, there's definitely a lot more homes on the market than we had seen previously. However, we still have to remember that there's still under three months of inventory uh, in most areas of the greater Toronto region. So if you're looking for a steal, those aren't really around, but you do have a window of opportunity over the next month or two before the rates start to drop, because as soon as the rates start to drop, I think there's going to be a frenzy. People are going to come off the fence and be out there buying. You're going to be in competition on pretty much every house that's out there. So there is a little window of opportunity and some hope for buyers and that there are some people that may not be able to afford the increases in their rates or may feel forced to sell their properties because the rates have gone up and maybe investment properties that rents haven't been able to cover what the new mortgage amount is. So there are some opportunities like that out there. However, once the rates start to drop, as soon as the first rate drop comes through, and we're anticipating March, April maybe for that first rate drop, that will kick off a frenzy and and buyers will be out there competing. Now, Asif, I know we're in the early days of 2024, but do you expect it to be a buyer's market or a seller's market in this first quarter of the year? I think it's still going to be a seller's market. There's a lot of buyers that came off the fence in the latter part of 2023. And that, if you look at online searches and inquiries coming in, mortgage applications coming through, there's a lot of people that have come off that fence because now they feel that the time is right for them to jump back into the housing market. As a reminder, if you have questions for On The Market, hit send anytime to info at 1059theregion.com. But Asif, if the listeners prefer to contact you directly, how can they do that? They can reach me by cell, 416-985-5426. If you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. I'm Tina Cortez for Asif Khan. Thank you for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.